Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're reviewing Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 1. The first part of the adaptation of the popular Frank Miller comic book run of the same name. Frank Miller is a big name in comics, being involved in many popular runs and graphic novels. He has written some of Batman's most interesting stories and some of his worst. This storyline follows an, a much older Batman than people are used to. Having been retired for a number of years by the government, which has outlawed costume heroes except Superman. And Commissioner Gordon soon is soon to follow him in retirement as well. Bruce has watched the city of Gotham turn into a cesspool of crime, violence, and debauchery. A gang that calls themselves the Mutants have practically claimed the city for their own and have turned many of the youth into gang members. Eventually, Bruce snaps and his Batman personality starts to reemerge and tells him that the job isn't done. Batman then immediately takes action against some of the violent criminals who merge nightly and uh, attack the citizens of Gotham. I will say his methods are much more brutal than Batman's normal ways of doing things. One example being when he throws a criminal into a light fixture and electrocutes him. This Batman is more jaded as well, due to his old age and his long experience of horrors of Gotham's underbelly. He doesn't really take anyone's shit. He'll just fucking beat the goddamn shit out of you or just brutalize you to get what he wants. It's uh, it, it's something that seems to have shaped a, a very much of Ben Affleck's Batman, very much out of that book, which can be good and bad, in my opinion. This story also shows where some of his most famous villain, villains have been. Two-Face has been in extreme therapy and had plastic surgery to get his face fixed, but he is still not well, believing that he has been consumed by his darker, darker side. This story also shows a catatonic Joker. After Batman's retirement, I guess he just felt no reason to go on, so he essentially just turned himself in and has been unresponsive since. He just said, fuck it, without Batman there's no point, until he hears people talk about Batman's return at the end, uh, which brings the clown prince of crime out of his silent state. I will, I, I will say, I think this has one of Batman's underused villains, that being the mutant gang leader. He's a giant monster of a man. He is a great physical threat to the older Batman due to his youth, uh, his youth advantage, and Batman's mind and like being able to use his mind more in combat. It, it makes him more dangerous, and it's more interesting to see Batman being more tactical than just fucking brutal. Uh, I would like to see this villain be used in a live-action film. Maybe uh, with Batman being older in the upcoming films, we might be able to see this villain again. Um, I'm sure we might have saw it with the original DCU that Zack Snyder had in mind. I'm not sure. It did seem to be that form of Batman, but with James Gunn, we, we might get it. He likes to use weird and crazy villains, and I feel like the mutant gang leader would somewhat go up that alley due to the fact he doesn't really seem human. He, acts, he looks and acts rather weird. Um, my favorite scene in this movie is when Batman and the mutant gang leader face each other off for the la for the final time. So fucking dope, and, and Batman's got some cold-ass lines for the whole fight scene. Just so fucking cool, and it just shows like the, how Batman can just completely demoralize a villain. He doesn't even have to really beat the shit out of you. I mean, he does, but he's able to just break his mind. He breaks his mind first, and then his body. It's just fucking dope. I will say my biggest complaint of this movie is Carrie Kelly. She is one of my least favorite Robins. She's just, she just buys a Robin costume and just gets recruited because she helped him once. How can she do any of the stuff that she does before she even gets even a little training? No idea. I don't like it. I think it's dumb. And when it's been used before in other Robins, that's why else I didn't like that very much either. But 
you know, the main Robins most people are known for, except for Dick Grayson, because he was an acrobat before. He did in the Flying Circus and things like that. So him having some of those skills somewhat naturally makes sense. But, you know, characters like Jason Todd and Tim Drake had training first before they're like, oh, yeah, just, you know, dress up as Robin. Just go on patrol tonight. Instead, nope, she just jumps right in. I, I fucking hate it. I also I just don't like her character. Overall, I just find her as an annoying teenager. It's, eh. <laughs> I, don't, I just didn't really like it. It rubs me the wrong way. I, I will say I do like her slightly more. In part two, she just is less annoying in that part. Um, but yeah, this movie is also the story itself can is also very political. It very much shits on the idea of a very controlling government, and it also shits on the hippies. Like they were like, oh, we like when they because there's a part, one of the major parts of this movie is how there's people that love Batman and there's the people that hate Batman. And usually the people that hate Batman are depicted as the hippies like, you know, we protested, man, we did something. And it, basically Frank Miller was like, you didn't do, the hippies didn't fucking accomplish shit. And the government, what they're doing here is also bad. So I guess the answer that Frank Miller is giving is, is Batman. Just, just be like Batman. And that's what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't be a lazy hippie and you shouldn't be a corrupt bureaucrat, I guess is his point. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's what he's saying. This is what it seems. That's how it's portrayed in the movie, at least. So yeah, overall, I will say this movie is a seven out of 10. I think it's a good movie. It's entertaining. I don't always care for the overly brutal Batman. It's to me, it feels like in the same vein as when they over brutalize Superman as well. When they, it just doesn't it doesn't fit the character as much. I mean, don't get me wrong. Batman can be fucking brutal, and if you do it right and you do the right story, it works really well. And it overall works pretty well in this movie. It just sometimes it feels like he's breaking his rule of not killing anyone. It's like, well, I mean, like, he, how was how was he not dead? That's because sometimes that's how I feel when I watch some of these scenes. I'm like, how is that guy not fucking dead? Like when the guy gets thrown into the fucking electricity, I'm like, no way that guy's living. There's no fucking way. But yeah, well. I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I've reviewed a bunch of other DC movies. So if you're here for stuff like that, you can check that out. I've also reviewed all kinds of other movies, TV shows, and anime. So if you check that out as well, much appreciated. So yeah, you should drop a follow on whatever app you're streaming through. That way you get a notification when I post a review. That'd be pretty saucy if you did that. Much appreciated. So thank you. And I hope you have a fantastic day, my friend.